The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. I've heard people say that mm -hmm. too much of anything is not good for you, baby. This is a good way to start the show, isn't it? Creepy. I don't creepy. know about that. <laughs> what do you mean creepy? Hello, welcome to Sports Day. Scotty Sattler. He's such a big hunk of spunk. Jason Matthews here tonight for a Wednesday night edition. Yeah, baby. Can you look enthusiastic at least? What? Why? What? what I'm, I'm just listening to the song. Tonight's the night for love. For love. Okay. Yeah. It's my wedding anniversary. How? How long? Twenty-six long, hard years for my poor wife. Listen, question, has she ever, like, when we've been out, has she ever mouthed to you, help? She's blinked twice. Right, A couple okay. of times, yeah. She has got that eye disorder. Mm. So she does blink 26 a years. 26 years. And I'm stuck at work with you and Daddy Vass. Happy anniversary to me. As if you'd give up a night hearing your own voice. There's no way you'd give up that. Very nice. What did you buy her? Uh, it's tradition in my family to give loved ones a card with some scratchies. I'm not big on cards. Yeah, I don't, I don't like cards. Mm. I, I, I can't. I don't like cards at all. Uh, scratchy got a lot of ticket, mm. and a, a couple and a couple of candles, a couple of beautiful candles. A lot so, of ticket and scratchies. Yeah, that's what we do in my family. Okay, and what did she get you? Sweet bugger all, nothing, not not a thing. Not it's even probably a, a fair indication where you sit in the family. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I got a back scratch out of her this morning. I'd rather that than a scratchy. Yeah, it was nice. Mm. It was nice. So she was did it running. lead to anything else? No, it didn't. But she was running her hands through my hairy back, and that yep. was that was beautiful. Okay. So tonight, I've told her, don't She's get now got scabies. <laughs> <laughs> and tonight, I'm hoping for a foot rub. So there you go. Happy anniversary, Anita, you poor thing. Uh, welcome to Sports Day. It is uh, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here for your Wednesday night. Hello to our listeners through the Super Radio Network, 1170 SEN. Uh, SENQ in Brizzy, 6.93am, SEN Track Station, Fanatic, SEN app, and all of our listeners through New Zealand, through SENZ, they're, they're hanging on the end of their seats, our Kiwi listeners, because the first test between Australia and New Zealand starts very early our time tomorrow morning. Well, 8 o'clock in, in Queensland, 9 o'clock uh, for our New South Wales listeners, and you can hear that uh, live and exclusive on SEN and the SEN app coverage from 9 o'clock tomorrow. Looking forward to that. We're here for the new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. What a beautiful car. Kias just keep getting better looking by the year. Like Every time you, you see a Kia and you go, oh, God, that's a nice car, and then wait they bring they, out another one. Wait till you see their, ute, the, oh, their, their dual cab that comes out next year. I saw it. I actually saw it about a year ago, mm. and I've gone, oh, that's nice. Uh, and Nutrient Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Get involved, 0457 736 736. Send us a text. Uh, if you're in New Zealand, love to hear from you as well, Double eight, double three, or 1300 01 We're on the socials. Uh, we're very cool. Uh, Sports Day SEN on TikTok, Instagram SENQ, and on X Sports Day NSW. Big show tonight. Former St George halfback and a man who's been living in the United States for 25 years spreading the gospel about rugby league sats. David New will be joining. Well, you and Rat caught up with him earlier today. I couldn't make it in, so Rat covered for me uh, as he lives in Philly. So we'll hear that chat real So Dragons soon. fans would, would remember David New. He came over from rugby and, and played for the Dragons in the sort of early 
the mid-90s. He was quite a good player, actually. And then when he retired from the NRL, New South Wales Rugby League, he made his way over to America as a teacher. And I remember talking to him back in 2007 about this potential Super League that was going to start up, backed by a media company. And he explains this in, um, in, in detail about how close this came to having a team in New York, a team in Miami, a team in LA, a team in Philly, a team in Washington. Uh, but unfortunately, the global financial crisis yeah, right. just, just shut it down. And he's been working really hard to try and get rugby league over there on a national scale. And to For the have, whole 25 years has he been working Oh, on yeah, that? he's been pushing. I think he's probably dropped off from a national scale because he just kept beating his head against the wall. But seeing this doubleheader Sunday Australian time would just be, you know, he'll be, he'll have a huge smile on his face. He might have a tear in his eye that, that finally rugby league is being played uh, in, in the US with, with four of our, you know, our high profile sides. I hope he gets acknowledged for it. I hope that if the NRL is serious about starting a, some sort of Super League competition or a, serious? a rugby league competition in the US or mm. Northern America, whatever it may be, that David New is part of that setup process. Well, what I've heard from this Super League, by the way, and I don't think we should be involved uh, as a game. I think we ought to get our own backyard sorted. But it's just, to Not me, the UK one. They, they make too well, many I don't think it Well, I don't think the NRL should be investing in the United States either. I mm. just, mate, we've got so much stuff to get sorted here. That's just my opinion. It's going to go, it sounds like it's going to go ahead anyway as a private competition there's already people buying teams and mm. and whatnot but I, I just yeah I, I hope we don't start focusing on the u.s market it's too early you know Valandis has come out today with you know saying that he wants to have games in the states for the next you know 20 years or something well you don't go and chase that after you won like no and i know we're all caught up in the hype and and in australia certainly i mean it's humble you know what the afl must be sitting back and going oh god We've lost. We've lost the start of the season. We've lost the battle to, to rugby league. You know, and there's so much hype around the game. Even my own daughter, and I, I know this has happened to other people too. We haven't gone there. It seems like half Australia is in Vegas, but even she says, "Dad, Sunday Arva, I'm not working. I want to sit down and watch, you know, the footy." Mm. Now she's never said that, so she's pretty pumped about it. Um, so it's been good from a PR point of view in Australia. Just it's. That's, it's just it's going to take years and years and years. Yeah, it will to make to even make the smallest imprint in the United States. Yeah, and I, I think what what Valandis and Abdul have always said is they only want a small share of the market over there. So, um, you know, it's never going to compete with their normal their their winter sports. But there is an opportunity in summer over there. They're only they've really only got. Baseball. Baseball. But it's on every day. Basketball starts as well, sort of yep. through there as well. But um, I, I heard a really interesting thing on Jimmy Smith's show on SEN. Um, uh, Ryan Dufty, and I played you little bits of it. And he's a, he's a lawyer and an accountant, you know, US-based. And some of the things he was saying, one of them was that, and I, I don't know what, what the play is. And if this is true, I'm, I just, I'm now questioning what the play is. Because I've never been a massive fan of it. I'm, I'm caught up in the hype, so I'm looking forward to it. But he's saying that, unlike Australia, gambling revenue that comes from people betting on sport does not go to the sports. So, and I thought Has that, there been an agreement made where it does go to a governing body, being a visiting, a visiting code? Oh, we, don't, we don't know. But what, if they open that box, 
then how do you not give the NFL revenue mm. from gambling? How do you not give the NBA? And I always thought it was a, a reve- gambling revenue slice. That's the whole idea. Well, I, I, the Abdo's the numbers man. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that he would have been um, you know, quite proficient in his, in his research. And I'd like to think that, yeah, yeah, the first couple of years maybe a, a scratch and smell and see how it goes. And, of, of course, there's a five-year deal. We know that. And at first, I, I wasn't on board with it. Probably the last two or three months, I've really come around and thought, you know what, I, and I definitely am on board now because uh, seeing just seeing rugby league and players over there on morning shows and just, you know, it may not have a, have a dent, may have the smallest of dents, but in saying that I'm, I'm glad the game is being seen outside of Australia, Papua New Guinea, New Zealand and, and the UK. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm a little bit jealous seeing a lot of the uh, footage of guys getting off the plane today. The, some, a lot of the Australian people getting off their plane and walking through customs. I'm thinking, oh, My mates had their, had their rums lined up at oh. Brisbane Airport today going, look where we're going. And they're Manly supporters. They're travelling a long way via Canada to go and see South put 50 on them. But Alex Johnson could could score six tries in this game, or he could score none. Yeah, it is a bit tight, isn't it? Yeah. But he get the ball quicker. Mm. He'd be standing next to the halfback on the wing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. But there's been some news that's around around the NRL today, and and Volandis has come out and said 420 million dollar expansion plan, including a second NRL side in New Zealand. But there's more to it as well, right? Wants to have a 20-team competition eventually. Now, a lot of people sit back and go, hang on a sec, 20 teams. That's not 20 teams in the next two or three years. That's going to obviously a long-winded plan. And I've got to say, I have played in a 20-team competition. And at times, um, it was a messy-looking game. Um, There's a lot of pros and cons between a a 20-team competition. I've got to say, the cons, I believe, there's a, a huge gap between the team that finishes 10th and the team that finishes 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 uh, because there's a huge gap in the player talent as well. Being able to group really good players at the at the lesser clubs is a real battle. Uh, the good players or good player from a lot of those teams in the bottom sort of quarter of the competition in 20-team comp usually get scouted by the, the teams that are in the, the top six or top eight clubs. So you're really weakening those sides. It's really hard to to recruit to those those teams down the bottom of a 20-team comp. The commercial opportunities for clubs also become a, a minority because everyone's fighting as they are for now. Um, you know, there's the funding for the NRLW and, and a lot of regional rugby league as well. Does that also be siphoned towards a 20-team comp? I've got to say the pros, but for a 20-team comp, there's more content because there's more teams, obviously. Mm. Greater opportunity for the players to play first grade. There's an opportunity for a greater fan base for new teams as well. Um, a WA team to make it a truly national comp. There's an opportunity for a country team to be based in either Wagga or Toowoomba, which I think is the future of the game So as we're well. only talking three three new teams. So if there's a call for a second team in New Zealand, it leaves two in Australia. I, I You know, I, I wouldn't like to see another team in New Zealand for... At least 10 years. I, he's not talking about next year. No, he's not. But I wouldn't like to see it for the next 10 years because, you know, the Warriors have played in three grand finals. They've played a lot of finals rugby league as well. Um, and I thought COVID, although it was really tough for the Warriors, I think it galvanised their country as a rugby league country. Yeah, you're right. And they were able to back that up with last year's performances. 
and now they're starting to make a huge dent in the commercial market, yeah. battling with the All Blacks. Oh, I, mate, I reckon you're 100% on this. We spoke to Ian Smith. Give them free space for the next 10 years. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and we spoke to Ian Smith last week, um, Wiz and I, um, Gary Freeman and I. And, you know, it's the first time that people are now saying, talking about the WARS. And, and he said, I reckon the eyes are 50-50. Why would you want to dilute that even more? Mm. When the whole nation, as you're saying, is right behind this team. Hey, just on Nathan on the text line here, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six, and for our Kiwi listeners, double eight double three. See Michael from Wellington's said the New Zealand Open is starting in Central Otago on Thursday as well. Um, always a great tournament, but Nathan says it's all about a TV deal. But but I've heard stuff around that as well. And I, again, I'm I'm paraphrasing here. Because, but you would be focusing on the Australians and Kiwis that live in New Zealand. Well, to I'd take like, advantage again, of whatever TV deal it would be. Park the Kiwis to the side. We've been hearing numbers of three hundred odd thousand Aussies live in the states. Well, I've heard the numbers could be anywhere around a third of that, and that's based on a census that was done ten years ago. But mm. DFAT numbers. So you can they've combined the two. And this is the same bloke, Ryan Lufty, and I can't rem, uh, I can, uh, Dufty, I should say. I can't remember the exact number, but it's not as it's not in the three hundreds. Mm. It's it's around about a hundred thousand. And and the talk has been if we get ten percent of that, it's you know that's they were talking thirty thousand people to pay for NRL TV, um, but we're talking maybe ten thousand people. So I don't know if that's worth paying thirty bucks. I don't know if that's a lot. If that's going to recover your cost, but I got a text here from Jimmy Jimmy Smith, mm-hmm. and he's saying apparently he said he found out more about overnight, but it's gambling revenue, but not in the fashion we are used to. Yep. So is Jimmy suggesting we're talking black market mobster gambling on the NRL? And if that's the case, trillions. Just lucky Luciano <laughs> yes. holding the bag yes. for all bets. Jeez, how like does it. Jimmy Smith know? Who's he mixing with? Well, his wife's American, so he's, you know, maybe. We're going to have to start being nice to Jimmy. He might have us knocked off. Hey, I'm always nice to Jimmy. All Jimmy's right. one of my men. <laughs> the ball playing toilet brush. I love him. Anyway, um, yeah, some interesting stuff there. So. The Sats, one thing about the 20-team comp, and I want to get the, these thoughts from our listeners, 0457 736 736 and 8833 in New Zealand. I'm worried if we have a 20-team competition that it's going to die, and I think it's going to have 10 games a week. Where, first of all, where do, you, where do you put the other two games? Where do they go, first of all? What time slot? Monday night footy would come back. Secondly, with, yeah, which doesn't go too well, Sats. Mm-hmm. I mean, you and I love it, like, that, then we've only got to wait three days or a couple of nights until we see footy again. But the other thing is um, it dilutes the, the the quality of the game. Yeah, it does. And, again, I'm playing in that. And I was at one of the teams that was at the that that lower half of the of the 20-team yeah. competition. And it was. It was, you know, crowds get affected. It's, you know, if the team's not travelling that well and you're, you're running 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, it, it does. It really dilutes the talent. And the the teams that are at the bottom quarter of the competition, yeah, a lot of their talent gets stolen. But I'll, I'll give you a good example. Travis Norton, really good young player, South Queensland Crushers. Um, and he was the 18, 19-year-old coming through. And they were sort of trying to hedge him and Clinton Shifkovsky and these really good young yep. players coming through. Well, the Bulldogs just come and yeah, stole him. Yeah, there you and go. He just, I'll sign Super League and, and play with the Bulldogs, playing the grand final a couple of years later. More money, chance of winning a premiership, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So – in my thinking, then, does that make the stronger clubs even stronger and the weaker clubs weaker? 
Are we going to get to a situation like the Super League? I couldn't believe you told me this earlier. I fascinating. How many how many years has the English Super League been around for? Thirty years. And how many clubs have won a premiership? Four: St Helens, oh, Bradford, yeah. Wigan. See, we're heading that way here. We've got our top clubs, obviously the Panthers, the and Broncos. Leeds, yeah. yeah, that's happening here. Mm. The storm. Oh no, no. Everyone goes through a cycle where you'll see teams that are pretty much in the top four, top five most years, and it'll go through a cycle where the salary cap slowly takes a lot of their talent away from them just due to success. Yeah, but people go there, don't they, Sats, because they'll take a clip because they want to win a premiership. Yeah, but there'll be one player and then while they're, while they're taking two or three away, and then they'll take another two. But look, look at Penrith, though. Look at, look at their junior base. Mm. They just managed to find replacements. See, Penrith will stay in the top eight for, for quite a few years now. Because what they've done really well is they've worried, worried about the bottom end, not the top end. A lot of clubs look at the top yep. end and everything else underneath suffers. So, uh, so how Penrith these, have done it really well. So given your example of the crushes, yep. you've come in, how, how are they going to have any sort of success and get a supporter base if there's not a lot to choose from? We saw this with the Dolphins, remember? Yeah. Where, where are we going? And the Dolphins struggled to so sign You're taking players from players. UK Super League. You're, you're probably debuting players that are probably not ready for the NRL. So how, how they get that, exposed to it. But how's that going to build a supporter base and build the game? Yeah, it, it is. It's tough. It's, it's really, really tough. I mean, what you do do is you, you unearth some very young players well before their time, which is a good thing. Yeah. Which is a really good thing. But, you know, a lot of those players are very few and far between. Uh, it was really tough. You know, when we look at that 20-team comp, within the space of sort of like three years, we had the Western Reds. And this is all because of Super League, of course. This is all because of Super League, but yep. the Western Regs got kicked out of the competition. South Queensland Crushers, the Adelaide Rams, yep. the Gold Coast Chargers, the Tigers and Wests yep. merged, and the Dragons and Illawarra merged yep. to get back to a, a lesser number. So, so maybe, but that he want, he's put a number on. He said twenty. Mm, he wants to see twenty. He just wants more TV revenue. Well, that's. Yeah, primarily that's what it's about. And gambling yeah. revenue, yeah. Mm. All right, this is Sports Day. Thanks to Nutrient Ag Solutions. Your thoughts on a 20-team NRL competition? I think it's nuts. Going further for Australian farmers, find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. Break time. Um, we're going to come back uh, and do a new segment. Thanks to Kia Sorrento. The options, opinions, options, opinions that inspire. We've got a couple of good ones coming up. That's next here on Sports Day. We're back. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Start looking forward to this weekend's game at uh, games at Vegas. There has been a man that has... We saw him grace our, our screens and, our, and listen on our, our radios back in the, in the 90s for the St. George Dragons, not the mm. St. George Illawarra Dragons. That man's name is David New. So he's been on this crusade for many, many years yes. in the country of the United States, hasn't he, Rat? To try and get rugby league on a grand scale. Oh, he has. He and, has. And, and to the point where he even, you know, had a bit to do with getting my brother over there to play in New Jersey, which was fantastic back in the early 2000s. So, yeah, it's um, made fantastic to have him on the show, but also fantastic to see, I'm sure from his point of view, to see the NRL in the US. Yeah, we're going to hear from the man himself. Live from Philadelphia, David New is on the line for Sports Day. How are you, Dave? Scott, Matt, how are you, boys? We're very, very well. I'm really excited to talk to you because, as I was saying, you've been on this crusade for a long time to try and introduce rugby league, not only 
in the schools, which he did when you, you moved over to Philly uh, in the 90s, but also on a grander scale, much like a, a UK Super League um, style. So with this game in Vegas on the weekend, it must be just a, a sight for sore eyes. Yeah, it's really exciting. You know, as, as you guys mentioned, I've been here a while. It feels forever, almost 30 years now. So seen a lot of things happen over that period of time from, you know, the, the ground up, from just trying to get the game started very humbly from guys playing and learning the game, uh, putting on internationals, having you know, teams such as Australia, the Kangaroos coming across and playing here, England, New Zealand, uh, a national club competition, and now watching the NRL come here. It's kind of surreal, but very, very exciting. Can't wait for next Saturday. Now, let's go back that 30 years because you moved over to Philly as a teacher. And that's, is that when you started introducing rugby league into schools, Dave? It was. You know, it was a combination of things. It was, one, it was introducing the game, you know, to kids, you know, various, in various forms from, from flag, rugby league, try to remove some of the contact and get people more interested because, as you imagine, in the 90s, talking to schools about playing rugby in you know, a sport without shoulder pads and helmets. It was a little concerning, so, you know, sort of modified the rules and, and got people interested that way. Or anyway, anyway, you could get them to hold a ball. And at the same time, we had a team from Glen Mills schools where I worked with the staff members who played against others that we formed a, a club competition. So it was almost like the longest yard, right? The school was a, wow. a place that kids were sent from the courts from around the, the country. Uh, some kids from gangs and bad situations. So the staff were big, strong college athletic um, um, former football players who really converted to the game of, of rugby league quite easily. So you've seen a lot and um, seen the ups and downs, and this is certainly we're up at the moment and really enjoying what's coming. Now, how was it received in those early days, Dave? Like it, they must have. I mean, I've I've trained with some American sides out here, and and sometimes. The, the concept of, of play what you see in front of you is a little bit foreign to them because it's, you know, in American football, it's like the play is the play and you run that play. Um, how was it received, that ad-lib type of football where you just sort of go out there and sort of you express yourself with your skill? Yeah, it's funny because, you know, for the most part, if you've got some basketballs to cross over, that was all right. You know, they were used to playing in space and, and moving the ball around. But a lot of the footballers, if they came from a, a defensive position, they never touched the ball. So, yeah, when guys were on it and they were breaking them in half. But when they didn't have the ball, they'd just take off down the field. They'd be blocking people and knock them over. So the first games that we ever played, you blokes would be laughing. It was just crazy, you know. So you just had to try and get them conditioned to, you know, pass backwards to move forward. It just made no sense to them. But certainly the contact and the ability to, to sort of touch the ball and play on both sides of the ball was exciting for them. Now, I remember talking... Back in around 2007, to yourself, Dave, when when we were at the yeah. Gold Coast Titans, and and it, was just, it seemed as though it was just on the verge of a possible Super League sites, uh, type scenario, starting in in the US with with teams in different in different states and different cities. Now the NRL has said they're you know possibly looking at a Super League in the US. So I think it'd be ludicrous if they went and bought the UK Super League. It loses too much money. But to start a Super League style in the US. How do you think that would be received? I think there's an opportunity, right? There's, there's certainly a massive sports marketplace. The population could, could satisfy the style of game and you know, the dynamic nature of rugby league. All those things make, make sense totally. When we tried to do it way back in 2007, it was 
related to a media partnership. So it happened to be a, a conversation and a relationship with a network called Spike, owned by Viacom, and they were the guys that presented the original uh, Ultimate Fighter. So we looked at it as a way of trying to get out into the community, in the marketplace and across the country and identify athletes in a TV-based program that got them to have an opportunity to play in this professional rugby league competition. So we actually were all the way down the path and then the market crashed, mm. as you might recall, 2008. Yep. But they pulled back, pulled back funding. So I've always believed that there's a place for a professional level of this game where you can get the bottom, you know, the grassroots work, you can get it into the high schools and into the universities, and then you can work from the top down, and all those things can meet. I still believe there's an opportunity for a professional rugby league competition here done right. Yeah, well, I'd believe it too. Given in the last probably decade, we've seen the rise of Major League Soccer, mm-hmm. um, which is not the staple yeah. in, in the US. We've seen the rise of rugby, uh, Major League Rugby over there with um, you know, uh, the Guillotinis and you know Texas, owned by Adam Gilchrist at the time, an Aussie. Um, it's a huge market. I mean, given that they do have those staples, are, are you trying to crack into those markets or are you trying to create a whole new market for something? You're not trying to steal from other sports. You're trying to create something new. Is that what, is that what the sort of the mission would be? Yeah, I think it could be a combination of both. If you look at soccer, when I got here in the early 90s, there was a lot of expats, you know, and they were trying to get the game up and moving, but some of them were, you know, well-oiled. They had, had a ton of money. So they have the ability to take you know, a global game like soccer, find a community here in the US of, of, of initial adopters, so people from all over the world that love soccer. And it started you know, quite humbly, but you know, just recently, a soccer franchise is selling for close to half a billion dollars, $500,000. That's in a period of 30 years. Yeah. And if you look at the other sports, lacrosse has grown here. So there's every opportunity for rugby league really really find its place in the market people tend to say that they're going to get confused by rugby union and 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 the other versions of rugby rugby sevens that are here but i see it and i've always believed that that rugby league looks way more like american football which they understand than the other two and and you know no disrespect to rugby union many i know you played both i played both as well but just for this audience for this marketplace for a produced you know product for broadcast, whether it's you know free air or streaming, it makes sense. So you know, smart people, people with who are well resourced, that can fund those sort of opportunities. Those things can happen, and I really believe they can happen far quicker because of what's going on in Vegas on March the second. Yeah, well, it's going to high profile, all the eyeballs. It gets the attention and the energy, and then people get their heads together and go, "Hang on, there's something here." Mm. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you, off the back of this Vegas trip, and, and I can only imagine it's this isn't going to be a one-off. I, I can imagine this being, you know, next five or six years, they keep going back and the crowd's, you know, continually growing every year and the excitement around it becoming more and more. What hopes for, um, do the local community have? I mean, the rugby league community, and I know it's not a huge community, but it's a passionate community. What, what would you love to see come out of this, Dave? I, I think they've got high hopes for a good reason is that finally they've got an opportunity to direct people to something major in this country around a rugby league event. It's massive for NRL teams. Then they can point them to the television. If they can't make it to Vegas, they can all watch it live on Fox Sports. So they can sort of tell their friends and their community, here's where you can watch it, on a platform which normally they wouldn't get, Mm. which is exciting for them. Mm. 
And then all the energy that comes from this, all the guys that are going to come and play in the Nines tournament that's going on out in Vegas next um, Thursday, this Thursday and Friday coming, or a Masters tournament, or a Combine, all those people are going to go back to their communities really excited about what's going on, which exponentially, you know, helps to grow the game. You know, those things help this thing to move forward, you know, collectively. So there's so many things that are going to come from it that we don't really know about now that, that ideally we're going to see, you know, months after this event, knowing that they're coming back again next March. And, and according to, you know, what we've been told, it's going to be a five-year plan. Mm. A lot of good things can happen in that period of time. Absolutely. I know it's in Canada. Remember the interest that the Toronto Wolfpack got yeah. when they first come into the yeah, yeah. first yeah. division of the of the Super well, League? I'm just, I'm, I'm not excited. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking... It, is, are the licenses are the licenses for sale for the for the US NRL side? Yeah, we might be worth getting in on one early. <laughs> hey, hey, Dave, out of all the um, the cities, if you know when you're looking at cities back in 2007 that would be hosting potential yeah. Super League rugby league teams, what would have been the most popular city to play for for a player? Oh, two ways to look at it from a from a business standpoint, it would be the major media markets. You know, New York, Philadelphia, LA. Miami, Dallas, so almost mirrored some of the football teams. And for a player's perspective, somewhere warm. Yes. <laughs> you're really going to have to make sure. <laughs> you're really going to make sure that you, you, you know the seasonality of the tournament's important, isn't it? It's not just about you know the ability. Because this country's so massive, you know, you're seeing football. You can play, and it's bright sunshine on the west coast, and it's snow on the east coast. So those things are going to come into consideration, uh, but also competition. You know, who you're up against, what's the ideal time? I think all of us would think it would make sense is right about now. NFL's finished. Well, you know, that, that desire and appetite for contact and football style. And, and let's let's face it, now our ball looks similar. We play on a similar shaped field. And the rules and the strategy are very similar. Why not try and find and capture a time of the year that makes sense? Now, if you look at what's going on with the rock and the, and the spring football, yes. They're trying to do the same thing, so yeah. that there's kind of a race for where's the opportunity and where's that lie. In in my mind, it's somewhere between, you know, the end of February, early March, like we're talking about now, up until probably May or June. Because mm. when summer starts here, it gets very busy in terms of, you know, the competition for people's attention. The Americans love to go to the beach and mm. do all their summer stuff, and you know, they go on holidays. So you don't really want to go up against that. And, you know, baseball sort of has an opportunity there without much competition in basketball. So, you know, identifying the key window, how long you want that competition to be for. Because we see football in this country, and you guys see it as well, the American football has been a real smart um, operating schedule where they show and give you just enough over 16, 17 weeks and in the playoffs that you really want more after it's yes. finished rather than mm. some of these extended yeah. competitions where Absolutely. it can be too much. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, Dave, it's been great to catch up because you've been at the coalface for many, many years over there. The pioneer. Been, yeah, absolutely. You've been com- preaching <laughs> to the converted here. We'd love to see it happen. And I think come Saturday, Vegas time, Sunday Australian time, you'll have a, you'll be smiling like a Cheshire cat. And let's hope that one day your dream comes to fruition and you're heavily involved in that. So thanks for joining us on Sports Day, Dave, because we know it's getting there late at night yeah, where you are in Philly at the moment. Absolutely. So we're, uh, we're uh, very privileged to be able to have you on air tonight. Thanks very much. I appreciate it, guys. It's wonderful. As I said, you know, I'm excited about it. Can't wait for Saturday. And hopefully it's something that all rugby league fans will be really proud of and excited to see that.
The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. What's this? This is new Beyonce's new country western song. Went number one. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's only just come out. Is it? Yeah, it's good. I like it. It's not bad. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Mate, how big is country music now? It's always been big, Woogie, you know No, that. but not in this country. Who's the first country music, country and western singer to make it rock? The, the most recognised to make it rock. I don't know. Zero four five seven. Oh, you, oh, you don't know either. No, I do. Who? Double A double three. The most recognised. Who really? Taylor made, Swift. Who really made it? Well, no, she, she came made after. it pop. Yeah, she was. But there was a guy that made country and western into real rock, and was John Fogerty. No, nah, and was filling out stadiums. Garth Brooks. Yeah, Garth Brooks. He, he never a, did rock. It's all country music, it mate. Was, yeah, there was a bit of you know, there was electric guitar involved. There was you know, he made it country music sexy. All right, opinions uh, that that inspire are the new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Beautiful car. Kia's large SUV available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Sporting records that never will never be broken. You know, I heard this on a podcast over in the US a couple of weeks ago while I was away, and I thought, yeah, that's actually a really good, that's a really good topic, actually. And when you think rugby league, you think Dragons 11 in a row. That'll never get beaten. But there's different rules back then. There was no salary cap. You know, a lot of the time you lived in the area, the, the club that you played for. And um, if, the, if the Panthers win four in a row, mm. they'll be regarded as one of the great, if not the greatest team of all time under a salary cap rule. So, and I started thinking about, you think about points scored. Alex Johnston, he's got 26 tries to beat the great Ken Irvines, who I never thought would get beaten at 212 tries yeah, yep. from the 50s and 60s. So, but it's not only about games. It's also about ages. So get involved, 0457 736 736 or 8833. Sporting records will never get broken. And I'll throw out one because I love my boxing. So does Steve from Dubbo. Mm. Mike Tyson won the world heavyweight title at 20. So, and that's that's young in heavy. So what's what's the what's a good mature age for a heavyweight boxer? 27, 28. Okay, that's 28, a long time. Before. And probably getting older now. Yep. But 20 years of age, it, it was ridiculous to win it at 20 years of age. And his coach saw, his, his end, eventual coach saw him at 13 and said, you'll be the youngest heavyweight champion of all time. Um, LeBron James, NBA. Yep. That'll, I mean, that's nearly 40,000. There's a big chance it, that'll never get broken. Yeah, good call. Yeah. I've got, go. got a cricket one for you. Yep. Uh, Murali, 800 test wickets. Isn't that funny? But, we, we talk about Warney being the greatest bowler of all time, well, yet he doesn't have the most wickets. I wouldn't say he's the greatest bowler of all time. I'd well, he's gr- in wisdom gr- yeah. one of the greatest players. And yeah, yeah, no, no. Bowlers, no, one of, one mm. of. Yeah, I mean, he, he took 708 test wickets, and I reckon that'll be a struggle to break. But Murali, uh, the reason is all, all the controversy around the action. And but, also the countries that he most notably played against. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he bowled a lot on the subcontinent. But the other thing is, well, they're not going to play that much test cricket anymore. Yeah. So you'll never see that beaten. Mm. Yeah. Another you brought, one? You brought up a really good one in the break, Cam Smith. Yeah. Like NRL games alone, over 400, 
and then there's another 50 or 60 test matches and yep. and state of origins as well. It's well over 500 games. Plus he refed 500 exactly. games. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right, Cam and Dave, Garth Brooks. Yeah, but I don't mind Steve from Dubbo saying the Eagles were country. Yeah, they were. But that, yeah, I don't know if it was still rock. Hey, got some breaking news out of Rooster Mungrel. Woogie and Worm. Yeah. Glenn has just been confirmed as the sole participant on Foxtel's new show called Flogglebox. <laughs> and yes, it's his pension day today. Wow. Can't wait. Special night. Cannot wait. Steve said uh, Brett Kenny's two tries in three grand finals will never get beaten. Two tries in, in three, three grand, grand finals. finals. In a row. What? You're actually. As oh, so, sorry, a double in each grand final. Each grand final. What about um, old mate for Manchester City this morning? Five goals. A triple hat trick. A triple hat trick. That's a triple hat trick. Five goals is a triple hat trick. Yeah, so you got is the hat trick. Yep. Then you got fours a double hat trick, and yep. then five's a triple hat trick. Really? Well, it is in cricket. Okay. What's his name? What's their What's their massive goal scorer? The one who keeps getting all the goals. I don't Man know. City. Yeah. Not Ronaldo. It, it, no. He doesn't play there anymore. No. The The I, Swedish sounding guy. Oh, not um. Uh, Ah, yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. He hadn't scored a goal for a week. Everyone's calling him for his head. Is it Harlan someone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. that. Scored five goals this morning. <laughs> like, seriously. How, I, has that ever been? Look, I don't know soccer. I don't know. I would but has that ever been done? It, will it be it done? What, five been, goals by an individual? Sporting records have never been broken. There'd be plenty out there, wouldn't there? Have to be. Give us a crack. 0457. What about 0457 736 736 in New Zealand? What about that bowler on the Gold Coast who took six wickets and one over? <laughs> the captain of Mudrabah. I reckon that'll get broken in country cricket one day. Well, how do, how do you get more than six wickets in an over? Oh, in an over. <laughs> yeah, true. Darren from Strathfield says, hey, guys, Jack Nicholas has 18 majors. Tiger was on track. There you go. Good one. Rightio, let us know uh, moments that inspire the new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. Break time. Back in a mo. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. If you like inspired me to play this song again. Yeah, I was just saying it's what Woody did you, off air. What did you... So in, in Vietnam, I discovered one of my favourite drinks. Kumquat tea. What? So kumquat is a fruit, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, kumquat tea is very popular in Vietnam. Hey, okay. <laughs> so you're into the pina coladas? Yep. Is there a song called Kumquat Tea we can play tomorrow <laughs> night? Jeez, it's hard to say that too, can I just say. Hey, listen, uh, Rob got on the phone and left us a message. You can get seven wickets, and of course you can, stumping off a wine. You can, yeah. You can only get run out on a no ball, can't you? Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Uh, hey, a couple of more texts before we go to the break, Sats. Okay, this is on records. Thanks for your feedback. Plenty to get to. Wilt Chamberlain, Chamberlain 100 points from 522. Uh, Bully Tintino says Foxes six tries in a game. The Rat says Billy Russ, Bill Russell, 11 NBA titles. Uh, Simon from Balgani, Michael Phelps, 23 Olympic gold medals. That'll never get beaten. No. Uh, we've got a lot here. Stepper from Redcliffe, Tommy, uh, Tommy from Sydney, Don Brabham's 99.94 average. I don't buy into that. Um, 
Um, while he's whippersnippering before mowing, Cam says Steph Curry's three-pointers never be beaten. What about Ash Barty? Will we see another Australian woman, woman win Tom the, French, yep. Tom the French and woman? I don't yep. think so. Rooster Muzz says sporting records. Six wooden spoons in a row for the Parramatta Eels, 56 to oh. 61. Oh, no, that's going to cause trouble. Back in a moment. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia and Nutrient Ag Solutions. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Welcome to it. Second big hour of the show. This is Sports Day, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday night it edition. Is. It's yeah. Oh, yeah, it's dinner party night uh, on Married at First Sight. Great night tonight. Yeah, but you're going to the Titans launch. What about a guy that uh, he wrote a song for his wife? It was cringeworthy. I d- I, she kicked yeah. him out about two hours later. I wasn't watching it. Yeah, you're, don't you know someone who that's her friend? Yeah, she was actually the bridesmaid at the. She's quite a quite a pretty girl. She seems normalish. Yeah, she ends up with another. Yeah, another one of the grooms. Tim is not all Jono. I'm not sure, Jono. I think. Yeah, yeah. The one who wouldn't stand up for his missile was mm. told to put a muzzle on it. Yeah. Mate, what's? I, I feel sorry for the future of this world. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome to the second hour. Um, everybody's favourite segment coming up soon. Are you serious? Uh, plus a few other things. Oh, we've got uh, Simon Orchard, Greyhounds New South Wales, joining us as well. Got some tips for you. Um, Sats, before we get into a preview of the first test tomorrow, yes, uh, Australia versus New Zealand for twoies, I feel like a twoies or two, drink responsibly. Uh, wanted to mention in 465, uh, Man Boobs has been on the text a lot tonight. Um, Daryl Vanderveld, um, the man. Now, uh, for those in New South Wales, may not know a lot about him, but... Very well-respected man in rugby league and particularly Queensland. Um, one of the things I best know him for um, was bringing, working with Wayne Bennett to bring Alfie back from Super League to beat New South Wales and State of Origin. 2001. He was his coach, wasn't no, he? He was, yeah, he was at Warrington. Right. Yeah, he was at, uh, at Warrington back then where Alfie was playing and Andrew G were playing. And, yeah, basically he was the one that had to give a clearance for Alfie to, to leave Warrington and, and play in that final state of origin, which only three people knew about. That's right, and mm. he was he was one of them. Uh, sadly passed away yesterday. Uh, late yesterday, mm. age 72, I think, only, yeah, only young. A, a really good player, played for Queensland in the 70s, a very, very good player, a great administrator for the game, um, and just uh, one of the most staunchest human beings you'd ever meet. And he had... A lot of people have got a story about Daryl Vanderbilt because he just played a role in so many people's lives and just one of the great guys. He was one of the first guys. My father and he were very good friends. He was one of the first guys to ring me when Dad passed away and turned up to the funeral and and he went in for a, a routine knee replacement. And Benny Eichen, the boss of the QRL, apparently rang him Monday night to say, how are you going? Everything was fine, but Tuesday morning, complications. I'm led to believe it's from a clot. Wow. So very sad. Um, he's got a beautiful family, he's a, you know, kids, grandkids. And, um, you know, I, I remember I was a young guy, signed a three-year deal in Sydney to, to go to Sydney. I was only down there about three or four months and I broke my jaw and I, 
I wasn't enjoying Sydney. And, and he rang me. And he said, we've got this new team starting in Brisbane, the South Queensland Crushers. And he was the, the CEO. He said, would you like to come back to Queensland? I said, no, I've got a three-year deal. I want to stick it out. And then as I got further into my injury and I was, I was dis disliking Sydney, I didn't have a cent to my name. I was really struggling financially and I uh, couldn't work. And, and I, I rang him again. I said, is that two-year contract still available? He said, absolutely. You know, so, and the Roosters let you go, which was good. Yeah, Huey McGahn, who was one on the board there, one of the yep. great Roosters and Kiwis, he was, he was really good. At first, I wasn't going to, and then Huey said, well, if, you, if you're really homesick and you want to go back, we'll let you go back. And I went to the Crushers, and I had a great relationship with Daryl. And thanks, 465, because, yeah, he's a tremendous man in rugby league. He's going to be sorely missed. Mm. And I've got to say, his funeral will be laced with so many people from across the across the country. Well said, Sats. Mm. Um, Simon, can I, just changing subject here, Simon from Balgowney says, seeing it's still technically summer, I'd like to ask a quick question, fire away. Simon, do you think Australia can afford to have both Marsh and Green in the same test side, or does that leave us one frontline batsman short? Well, if we look at we look at this test tomorrow, and, and if you'd ask me where we, where we struggle, and we struggled this summer in Australia, against two pretty ordinary sides in Pakistan and the West Indies, uh, I still think we have that problem with green batting at four. Mm. And we saw us lose, and I said all along, and you agreed, Sats, that if we lost two quick wickets and we're exposing green to a new ball, and all of a sudden if we lose green or a third wicket, then you've got your aggressive batsman in head and marsh you know, coming to the crease. Having to play conservative. And we saw that didn't work for head mm. earlier on. So... I still think that's an issue. I think if if they can get into that middle order early again, and New Zealand is a better bowling attack, they have a better bowling attack than the West. Or the West Indies was pretty handy then. Certainly a better bowling attack than what Pakistan have. Well, on the back of that, Simo said that. Mm. about. I read somewhere today that New Zealand are bragging about the green wicket tomorrow. Do they realise that Australia has Stark and Cummins and Hazelwood and Green and Marsh? Well, a lot, lot, lot dependent on the toss, right? Hmm. We have the best bowling attack in the world. No doubt about it. They'd be a little bit jittery after getting absolutely flogged, apart from game one in the T20s. And I know it's different teams and whatnot, but still the same bowling attack. Yep. And we absolutely pants New Zealand. I'm sorry for our listeners in New Zealand, double eight, double three. I'm sure you agree. That's the number two team in the world mm. in T20 cricket. Absolutely pants by Australia. Yeah. I'm mm. looking forward to seeing Smith and Kawaja again. I think... Would Smith get a hundred in that last test? I think against against the Windies. So, and I, I'm okay with him opening. I really, but I'm just worried about that number four spot in Green. I'd rather see Green at six. Steve, Steve Smith's a champion. He you'd never never doubt a champion. They find no, a way. They no. always find a way. Kawaja Jew, he's due for some runs. I'm sure he'll get him. Yeah, I know. It was his first century was against the Kiwis eight years ago. There you go. Mm. And I just love the. I just. I think cricket's in a great place when Kawaj is at media conferences and batting for Australia. He just loves the game and he just loves to smile. Uh, Labashane's due as, due as well. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. It mm. starts tomorrow, 9 a.m., uh, daylight savings time. You can catch every single ball this first test live and exclusive on SEN and the SEN app. Uh, I reckon, Sats, I reckon the Aussies will get it done in three bit days. Yeah, I don't think so. You don't? No, I think they'll dig their heels in the Kiwis. I think they'll be I think they'll be okay. And a special, by the way, special shout out. Well, Neil Wagner's retired. Yeah, we that's what I was that last say. night. And of yeah. course he was Steve Smith's bunny, wasn't he? 
yeah, Steve Smith Steve, was well, his he's bunny. bunny. Yeah. Yeah, stocky South African. Four out of the last five innings, I think, he's, yeah. he's got Smith out. And, um, you know, he's going to end up being the, the fifth highest wicket taker in, yeah. in New Zealand cricket history. So, yeah, good on him. He's, he, he wasn't going to play. He'd been tapped on the shoulder, as you probably mentioned last mm. night. But um, very emotional at that media conference yesterday, wasn't he? Yeah. It's great to see. And, he, and what I loved about all that, he thanked New Zealand for accepting him and welcoming him into their country. And, well, that's yeah, what I Kiwis it. do. I know. They're yeah. so good at it. Uh, uh, Ravindra has been cleared to play. This, geez, this kid can bat. He can bat, isn't he? Needs a stake. Needs a stake. <laughs> but can bat. Um, uh, and Salvi has not yet maybe starting 11, but he doesn't have to do that until the toss what do you, tomorrow. What do you think of Toronto Rod? Should be a pink ball game in New Zealand. Uh, is this Auckland this game? Second game in Christchurch? No, this one is in Christ- no, this one's in Wellington. Wellington, second one in Christchurch, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, I I don't know. I don't care. Mm. I think it's a more even contest with a red ball. That pink ball just does stupid th- things when the sun goes down. Mm. Well, but I, I, lo- I love the th- what? Well, What's that mean? I've seen you in a pink tutu and you've done some silly things when the sun went down. Oh, I just, yeah, I'm looking for it. Mate, tomorrow I'll get up and the cricket's on. How mm-hmm. good's that? I'm going to get no work done tomorrow. <laughs> the kids have to get their own way to school. Uh, what do you think? Kiwis, I'd love to hear from you. A chance in this first test, double eight, double three is our number. I, um, one of the things we're talking about tonight, about sporting records, uh, what will never be broken? Lawrence has been standing by in Sydney. Lawrence, you got a record for us that won't be broken? Yeah, Ken Warby's water speed record. 511 kilometres an hour on Blowering Dam. What? That still stands since 1978. What was he in? A boat. I, I gathered in that. in a jet. Yeah. Jet-powered boat. If you, it's a Fosse's boat. It actually was at the Maritime Museum for a while, but they took it back because... They thought that the um, that someone was going to try and break their record, but he's got an he had an article. Um, uh, two have tried, two have died, trying to beat this record. Five hundred odd k now. So, what dam was that again, and whereabouts is it, Lawrence? Blowering Dam. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm, I'm thinking it must be in Victoria. Okay. That that's insane, yeah. isn't it? That is amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. Five hundred odd k. Lawrence, are you on the toilet? Or in a tunnel? Yeah. No. <laughs> Very echoing. No, yeah. You might need some furniture. Sorry. That's right. a good one. We That's... like those uh, left of centre ones. That's good, Lawrence. Thanks, Lawrence. Awesome. Thank cool, you mate. very Thanks much for calling mate. us. Mm. Cheers, buddy. There you go. Got, got any for us? Oh, 300 got... 01 1170. We've got plenty. Um, Craig says, what about Heather McKay's uh, 16 straight British Open squash titles? Never be beat by She Matt. always gets a mention on Absolutely. this show. Absolutely. One of the great Australian athletes. Uh, can you imagine if... Oh, um, William Worm, the Bradman of League. Okay, Dave Brown's 38 tries in 16 games, a game season. Rooster Muzz. Uh, Michael Jordan. I like this one from the Reptile. Mm. He's the only player to win the scoring champ, defensive player of the year, season MVP, and finals MVP in one season. Not only the first only player to do it, he did it four times. There you go. We always talk about who's the GOAT. Kelly Slater. And this one is – I saw this one because it's a separate – Email came through, a text message came through from where they're from, uh, from Main Beach, I think it was. Um, but Kelly Slater's 11 world titles. No one will ever beat that. Yep. Surfing world titles. Yep. Uh, we've got uh, Sotomayor's 2.45 metre high jump record. He was 40 years of age. 
And the men's long jump record is 8.95 metres 35. See, I'm thinking in these enhanced games, I reckon things like that would get beaten, wouldn't they? People oh. are allowed to go into the enhanced games with uh, as many drugs in the system as possible. Well, yes, yes, perhaps. Hey, listen, got to go to a break. More of your text coming up in just a moment. This is Sports Day. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, hello and welcome back to the show. This is Sports Day. Sats and Jace here for your Wednesday night. 0457 736. Uh, 736 is our number. Um, that's our text number. If you want to send us a text? Uh, and also double eight double three. Hey, records. Uh, Fleshlight says sporting record that will never be broken is Australian wood trapping uh, oh. athlete David Foster. Twenty one consecutive world titles. Yeah, I, I made. I did a couple of functions with Dave Foster. I got a really good photo at home with Dave Foster and signed. It's he was an amazing man, huge, massive man. His hands are like T bone steaks. So bigger than Bear's head, Fletch. Uh, he's a he was a great athlete. And his son was actually very good as well. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I think his son still is, isn't he? I think so, yeah. Hey, listen, um, the man, big announcement tonight on Sports Day, and I, I think it deserves all the credit and the praise that it gets. But our next guest has just signed a massive deal with Foxtel. Massive deal. Like, the money is incredible. Really? He's starring in the brand-new TV show called Flogglebox. <laughs> It's none other than Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Welcome to Sports Day. And congratulations on the deal for Flogglebox. Yeah, thanks, buddy. And at least they sent the contracts back. Thank you very much. Thanks, Rooster Mungrel. Justin, welcome back, mate. See, the ratings are down. But anyway, believe it or not, Justin, Ripley got eliminated on Idol last night. See what I did then, buddy? And as predicted by me, Amy Reeves, 24-year-old beautiful broom girl, will win Idol overall. So get your bets on, but always remember, gamble responsibly. I'm off to watch the Matildas, so good night all. Thanks. He's, he's, he's lost it. It's a return leg tonight, isn't it? Yeah, it's it Uzbekistan. is. Marvel Stadium sellout yeah. tonight. Sellout? Really? 50,000. Wow. At Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, mate, interesting, this game tonight. Some people are saying they should just take it easy and just play for a draw. <laughs> well, th- don't... Uzbekistan need to score three goals minimum yeah, so for it to go to overtime. For an away game, yeah. So yeah. your away goals are worth more. Yeah, two. Mm. Hey, have you seen, speaking of which, have you seen Sun- Sunderland Till I Die season three? No, I haven't. Mate, I don't like soccer. And it was clear you that You can't I'd... say that when you... No, no. Can, can when I... you're on a sports show, you well, say, do you know, you I know don't watch I... a lot of soccer you or know, football. You know the mistake I made on Friday on drive with, on the run home with Brad. Yeah, Rack. I did. I heard about that. You, how'd, you, how'd you hear about it? Did I tell you, did I? No, I heard it. And you you asked, was it Robbie Slater? Yeah, all right, it's getting worse. You asked Robbie Slater, a great Australian footballer mm. and now commentator, mm. about Sam Kerr in the Olympics. Yeah, I said, will she be playing in the return leg? And, it, yep. and everyone gave it to me saying, it's no, funny she's funny she said out. that about a leg. She I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I had to be honest, say, look, God, no, but I had to be honest, Sats, I don't follow soccer. And I'm, 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 mm-hmm. I, I love the whole Matildas thing. I love the whole story, but I don't follow soccer. And they go, how do you not 
know that she's not pl- going to exactly. be in the Olympics. Go, yeah. Because they go, it's all over the news. I, go, I don't watch the news. I don't. But I do, you know I don't watch the news. Oh, yeah, because it's, what is it? Propaganda. and Of course it is. Mm-hmm. You, for a person who doesn't watch the news, you've always got a lot to say about politicians. And no, politics. no, no. I get, I get my tailored news source. So who is your go-to for any sort of political rhetoric? Oh, there's... Peter Credlin? I like Peter Credlin. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> yeah. I, I like Paul Murray because he, he gets crankier than rat <laughs> at stuff. Plus, I feel attractive. Watching Paul Murray. Um, no, there's a few few people overseas. We've got so many great... We'll read them out. Oh, okay, do you want me to go through some? Yeah, do some. Okay. Uh, boys, Winks, Four Cox Plates, Maccabi Diva, three straight Melbourne Cups. Lance from the Goldie, never be beaten. Kim Jong-un says 0-2-0 in 0 oh, in New Zealand. Yes. 11 hole-in-ones. Yeah, that was pretty good. In one round of golf. Yeah, Outstanding. But I think North Korea in general, they won the Olympics, didn't they? Yeah. Well, everyone in there thinks they did, that lives there. Oh, they, we'll see. I follow their news. Yes. Uh, Jason and Sats. Um, we've got, yeah, we've got Dion Sanders played NFL and, and Major League Baseball on the same day. Day. Yeah, that was two. incredible. Great documentary on that. Yeah. Hey, listen, can I just interrupt quickly? Bo Jackson. This is from 749, yeah. Cam wants me to ask if Glenn, Glenn if he whippersnips before he mows, it's going to tell us a lot about Sats either way. Glenn. If you're not watching whatever crap you watch, give us a quick call back, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I need he wouldn't watch. he wouldn't mow and whip a snip. See, Lester from Penrith says the same as me, and and I'm not having a crack. It's I just I do find soccer and don't don't attack me for this, but I'm just being it's not my cup of tea. I just find it a bit slow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Do, I mean you don't really like it, do you? No, I, I well, I don't watch a lot of it. Same. But my son has got me into it because he's a mad Liverpool fan. And so I... But see, I can't even get into EPL. But I love I loved the Sunderland Till I Die doco because I love the story and yep. I love the stories behind the stories. Yep. But I can't sit there and watch a soccer match. Mm. Breaking news. Cowboys back rower uh, Lukey has taken... Yeah, Hillam Lukey is taking, has taken a player option to stay with the Cowboys for a further season. Yeah, I don't think he was ever going anywhere. He's a... He's a good player. Hey, that um, that dam that Lawrence called up about about the the quickest across yes. water five hundred yes. something. It's in Tumut in New South Wales, right? Western New South Wales. Yeah, thank you for that. That's uh, that's in Rabbitborough tomorrow. Hey, Glenn's rang back, so I put him live to air. Yeah, go, Glenn. You're li- you're live to air. Do you whip a snip before you mow, yeah. or do you mow first? Mate, I do both at once. I'm that versatile. So, I, so whoever I, asks that question, that's what I do. Sorry, I asked. Mm. He's trying to do gear. I, d- I just needed an answer. So Tim says he's a professional. Edge, whip, blow, mow, blow. That's too much, Tim. So if you've got, a, if you've got, if you're a professional landscaper, lawn mower, yeah. you're adding too much to your day. You could, you could minimise that. Okay. And more productivity in your day, Tim. Um, SCN stations are leaving us uh, now to take the basketball. The Kings playing the break. It should be a good match. Uh, this, um, if you want to continue listening to us, the SCN app, you'll find us. I think you might find us on Central Coast.
track station. We'll be on there somewhere. Or Super Radio Network, you'll find us. They've got us as well. So the basketball playoffs between the Kings and the Breakers on the way next break time. We'll be back with more of your texts. And... Are you serious? The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. The new, refined, seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, hello and welcome back to the show. This is Sports Day. Sats and Jace here for your Wednesday night. 0457 736 736 is our number. Um, that's our text number. You want to send us a text? Uh, and also 8833. Hey, records. Uh, Fleshlight says sporting record that will never be broken is Australian woodchapping. A oh. woodshop athlete, David Foster, 21 I'm, consecutive world titles. Yeah, I, I made, I did a couple of functions with Dave Foster. I got a really good photo at home with Dave Foster and signed. It's He was an amazing man, huge, massive man. His hands are like T-bone steaks, so bigger than Bear's head, Fletch. Uh, he's a, he was a great athlete, and his son was actually very good as well. Yeah, mm. absolutely. I think his son still is, isn't he? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Hey, listen, um, the man, big announcement tonight on Sports Day, and I, I think – it deserves all the credit and the praise that it gets. But our next guest has just signed a massive deal with Foxtel. Massive deal. Like, the money is incredible. Really? He's starring in the brand-new TV show called Flogglebox. It's none other than Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Welcome to Sports Day. And congratulations on the deal for Flogglebox. Yeah, thanks, buddy. And at least they sent the contracts back. Thank you very much. Thanks, Rooster Mongrel. Justin, welcome back, mate. See, the ratings are down. But anyway, believe it or not, Justin, Ripley got eliminated on Idol last night. See what I did then, buddy? And as predicted by me, Amy Reeves, 24-year-old beautiful broom girl, will win Idol overall. So get your bets on. But always remember, gamble responsibly. I'm off to watch the Matildas. So good night, all. Thanks. He's, he's, he's lost it. It's a return leg tonight, isn't it? It's yeah, it Uzbekistan. is. Marvel Stadium sellout yeah. tonight. Sellout? Really? 50,000. Wow. At Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, mate, interesting, this game tonight. Some people are saying they should just take it easy and just play for a draw. Well, th- don't Uzbekistan need to score three goals minimum yeah, so for it to go to overtime? For an away game, yeah. So yeah. your away goals are worth more. Yeah, two. Mm. Hey, have you seen, speaking of which, have you seen Sun, Sunderland Till I Die, season three? No, I haven't. Mate, I don't like soccer. And it was clear you that You can't I'm, say that when you... No, no. Can, can when I, you're on a sports show, you well, say, do you know, you I know don't watch I, a lot of soccer you or know, football. You know the mistake I made on Friday on drive with on the run home with yeah, Rat? Yeah, I did. I heard about that. You, how'd, you, how'd you hear about it? Did I tell you, did I? No, I heard it. And you, you asked, was it Robbie Slater? Yeah, all right, it's getting worse. You asked Robbie Slater, a great Australian footballer mm. and now commentator, mm. about Sam Kerr in the Olympics. Yeah, I said, will she be playing in the return leg? And, it, yep. and everyone gave it to me saying, it's no, funny she's funny she said out. that about a leg. She I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I had to be honest, say, look, God, no, but I had to be honest, Sats, I don't follow soccer. And I'm, 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 mm-hmm. I, I love the whole Matildas thing. I love the whole story, but I don't follow soccer. And they go, how do you not? know that she's not pl- going to exactly. be in the Olympics. I go, yeah. Because 
They go, it's all over the news. I don't watch the news. I don't, but I do, you know I don't watch the news. Oh, yeah, because it's, what is it? Propaganda and... Of course it is. Mm. You, for a person who doesn't watch the news, you've always got a lot to say about politicians and No, politics. no, no, I get, I get my tailored news source. So who is your go-to for any sort of political rhetoric? Oh, there's... Peter Credlin? I like Peter Credlin. Yeah, she's good. Yeah. I, I like Paul Murray because he, he gets crankier than rat <laughs> at stuff. Plus, I feel attractive watching Paul Murray. <laughs> um, no, there's a few few people overseas. We've got so many great... We'll read them out. Oh, okay, do you want me to go through some? Yeah, do some. Okay. Uh, boys, Winks, Four Cox Plates, Maccabi Dibba, three straight Melbourne Cups. Lance from the Goldie, never be beaten. Kim Jong-un. Says 020 in 020 oh, in New Zealand. Yes. 11 hole in ones. Yeah, that was pretty good. In one round of golf. Yeah, Outstanding. But I think North Korea in general, they won the Olympics, did they? Yeah. Well, everyone in there thinks they did. That lives there. Oh, they, we'll see. I follow their news. Yes. Uh, Jason it. Sats. Um, we've got, yeah, we've still got Dion Sanders played NFL and, and Major League Baseball on the same day. day. Yeah, that was two. incredible. Great documentary on that. Yeah. Hey, listen, can I just interrupt quickly? Bo Jackson, this is from 749, yeah. Cam wants me to ask if Glenn, Glenn if he whippersnips before he mows, it's going to tell us a lot about Sats either way. Glenn, if you're not watching whatever crap you watch, give us a quick call back, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. I need he, wouldn't, he wouldn't mow and whippersnip. See, Lester from Penrith says the same as me. And, and I'm not having a crack. It's, I just, I do find soccer. And don't, don't attack me for this, but I'm just being, it's not my cup of tea. I just find it a bit slow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Do, I mean, you don't really like it, do you? No, I, well, I don't watch a lot of it. Same. But my son has got me into it because he's a mad Liverpool fan. And so I. But see, I can't even get into EPL, but. I loved I loved the Sunderland till I die doco because I love the story and yep. I love the stories behind the stories. Yep. But I can't sit there and watch a soccer match. Mm. Breaking news: Cowboys back rower uh, Luki has taken. Yeah, Hillam Luki is taking has taken a player option to stay with the Cowboys for a further season. Yeah, I don't think he was ever going anywhere. He's a he's a good player. Hey, that um, that dam that Lawrence called up about about the the quickest. Across yes, water, 500 yes. and something. It's in Tumut in New South Wales. Right. Western New South Wales. Yeah, thank you for that. That's uh, that's in Rabbit Borough tomorrow. Hey, Glenn's rang back. Shall I put him live to air? Yeah, go. Glenn, you're, li- you're live to air. Do you whippersnip before you mow? Yeah. Or do you mow first? Mate, I do both at once. I'm that versatile. So, I, so whoever I, asks that question, that's what I do. Sorry I asked. Mm. He's trying to do gear. I, d- I just needed an answer. So Tim says he's a professional. Edge, whip, blow, mow, blow. That's too much, Tim. So if you've got, a, if you've got, if you're a professional landscaper, lawn mower, yeah. you're adding too much to your day. You could, you could minimise that. Okay. And more productivity in your day, Tim. Um, SCN stations are leaving us uh, now to take the basketball. The Kings playing the break. It should be a good match. Uh, this, um, if you want to continue listening to us, the SCN app, you'll find us. I think you might find us on Central Coast track station. We'll be on there somewhere. Or Super Radio Network, you'll find us. They've got us as well. So the basketball playoffs. 
between the Kings and the Breakers on the way next break time. We'll be back with more of your texts and... Are you serious? The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. We're back. The new refined seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Uh, we're about to rock the show up for a Wednesday night. Thank you for everyone who sent texts in. Unbelievable tonight. Rooster Mars. Trying out a challenge to Daddy uh, Vasculator. How about a $50 worth of lotto bet on Sunday's game? Roosters versus Bronco. Loser pays and we go 50 bucks from? each in the winnings. Rooster Muzz. Yeah, Are you I, in, Daddy, I or like not? That. Rooster Muzz. Daddy? You in? You don't know no, his name. He's not. He's not. He's a digital member. Yeah. Bully Titino says uh, Spates, superb drink enjoyed in the great hotels throughout yeah, the yeah, South yes. Island. Yeah, it is. I wonder this for a record. Andrew Eddinghausen made his debut playing centre next to Steve Rogers. He then also played alongside Matt Rogers. I don't know anyone else that would have played with a father and son. Neil. Wow, there you I go. I like that one. That's a good one. Will you correct me if I'm right, but just a team having success doesn't stop desperates like me following my team and old mate Steve from Dubba, Brisbane Neil. Parramatta Eels. One, three, three. The number of beers drunk on an international flight, 52, I believe. Boonie. Mm, that'll never get beaten. And we don't know whether that's actually true or not. But, yeah. you know, you hey, play it as long as you Michael can. Michael from Wellington wants, uh, last week it was made, Stacey Jones, captain, uh, coach of New Zealand. You yep. like it, don't you? I like it. I do like it. I think you put a really good team around him, as like of, of staff as well. Uh, we've got here 773 from Auckland. Oh, there's Nick from Auckland. Enjoying your show, guys. Thank you very much. I don't think we are getting up in the cricket. Our bowling is too weak at the moment. No Cole Jamison, no Trent Bolt. This kid, uh, Willow Rourke, looks okay against South Africa. But your blokes are another level. Looking forward to seeing Kane and Ravindra back, though. Yeah. Oh, so Kane is back. I'm, I, I haven't heard that he's out. Team will be announced tomorrow. I haven't seen the 11. Yep. So hopefully it will be announced. Well, it must be being announced at the toss tomorrow. I think we would have heard if Williamson was not going to play. Yeah. Uh, 260, Floyd Mayweather, 50 professional yes. wins, no losses. Rocky Marciano in That's the heavyweight. That's a lot of fight. Rocky Marciano as a heavyweight had 49 and 0, never got beaten. Yeah, but they fought more too. They fought, a lot of times they, they'd fight four, maybe five times a year. Yeah, right. Yeah. And boxers now, what, four, three, four? One, maybe two. Okay. Yeah. A quick uh, community update. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepared this bushfire season. No bushfire warnings in place in New South Wales. Keep an eye on it, though. New South Wales Rural Fire Service. Visit rfs.newsouthwales.gov.au. Community update for the new fire coat. The first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Cam Smith signed more contracts than anyone. Will be hard to beat. Tony on 2GEF in, in Grafton. Uh, I don't know whether he signed. I reckon he would have signed a lot of five-yearers. Four- and five-year contracts. Yes. Oh, he signed more contracts. No, though. no, no, no. I know you're getting at Tony. That's stupid. Come no, on. it's not. Why? Come on. Why? Come on. Well, Greg, Greg Inglis got the boat. He Double hat trick is six goals. Ox from Hemet. Mm. So it's not the same as cricket. It'd be a triple hat trick. I don't know. I think you're just creating something. But hang on, someone scored five goals this morning. Yeah, they did for Man Harlem. City. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable. I don't think that'll ever be beaten. 
We had a lot of love for uh, David New in his battle for rugby league in in Vegas or in America as well. Steve said, you know, he comes from the heart. And Chet says, you know, this guy, uh, he needs some some Yanks that played rugby league. He ran straight lines that absolutely smash you. So, yeah, I can't wait for Sunday. It's, it's going to be big. We'll preview mm. that uh, game tomorrow. Uh, we're going to cra- uh, cross to Voss Vegas. Andrew Voss is over there calling the game for Fox. Obviously works on SCN Breakfast of a Morning with Brandy on 1170 in Sydney. He will join us live from Vegas tomorrow night on the show as we build up to the Vegas kickoff on Sunday Arvo. Sats, been a pleasure. See you, everyone. Daddy, been a pleasure. See you, listeners. Catch you tomorrow night. Good night.